This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and welcome to this special edition of CEO Gone Rogue. I feel like all of our editions are special, not because I just get a wild hair and decide to post a random video. That's not always just the case to do special editions. The idea of CEO Gone Rogue comes from a video that Shane posted to our Integra Agent Connection Facebook page last Friday. And he did this video and he didn't ask any of his leadership team, quote unquote, permission to do this, but just kind of put a video out and asked our partner agents to ask questions. I can't take full credit for a Friday Q&A segment. There's actually a pastor out in Waco for Harris Creek Church, Jonathan Padluka. He does this thing with 20-somethings called Friday Q&A on Instagram. I do not have an Instagram account. Wait a minute. You don't have an Instagram account? I, I do not. I just didn't get into that one. Like, you know, we all have our social media preferences, I think. It's too hard to keep up with like five social media platforms well. And Facebook was my first one. Plus, I'm kind of old and I guess Facebook's got some oldness to it now. I think LinkedIn has become more of your medium of choice. It is my medium of choice, but it's my business medium of choice. On the personal side, I keep my Facebook off the business area, whatever. So I got that Q&A idea and I thought, hey, let's try this. And I got some activity. I was pleasantly surprised and everyone was working and I got questions. We're going to share some of those questions and answers with you guys on today's podcast. And the first one was, why are you not doing fantasy football this year? We had our draft recently. I ended up with Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback this year. So I am super excited about that. It just wasn't the same without you there. Fantasy football stressed me out. Running an organization, making financial decisions, those things don't stress me out evidently. What really stresses me out is fantasy football. And I did it one time. I did it for the first time last year. And there were fun moments, but it just took the joy out of just watching games for me. And I decided towards the end of the season last year, I just didn't need that stress in my life. You just don't like to lose. Well, I don't like to lose. You're right. So it did tick me off that I lost and I wasn't winning. I don't mean this to come across arrogantly, but I'm not used to that. I'm used to winning, especially lose amongst the people that I'm supposed to be leading and being an example to. And I don't know, whatever. Your people did not expect you to lead them in fantasy football, just so you know. I left them high and dry. Maybe I broke some hearts along the way. (laughs) We are in for our third season and you sent a ringer in with our membership development director, Robbie, and who is the ultimate fantasy football guy that goes back to way before you could do this online, right? You had to actually add up points. He's old school. He has joined in your spot this year. And so we're going to see how that goes. And maybe one of the guys from Integra can break the female winning streak. I'm not betting on him. 
women are the fastest growing segment of NFL audience, I believe, last time I looked at that. Yes, the NFL is investing millions of their marketing dollars into marketing to women. Let's move on to an actual insurance question with our CEO Gone Rogue segment. And this one says, if you were in our shoes as agents, what would you be doing within your agency to use some of the increased revenue from the hard market rate increases? That is a complicated question. I just instantly got warm and fuzzy comfort with that question. I was just shocked that you used warm and fuzzy and comfort in reference to yourself. I know. Moving on, the question is awesome. It let me know that that particular agent was thinking beyond the reactionary phone calls that they're dealing with on a day in and day out basis and hard market stuff. And they're recognizing revenue increase. They're they're recognizing, even though it's hard and tough and scary and all those things mixed in, that they are having success financially through this process. And that is exactly what we should be thinking about is, okay, how do we use this increased revenue? How do we help position ourselves for the fact that there's going to be a turn? It's going to get softer at some point. This thing's going to level out. And am I going to be positioned to be competitive coming out of the hard market? The first thing I said there was, well, actually, I'm in it with you because we still operate in addition to managing the agency network. We still have our original agency here in East Texas and we have sales executives and we have account managers and we have leadership there and we have strategy and we are investing heavily in automating our processes. We are investing heavily in sales training. I don't mean insurance training. I mean closing accounts and presenting and how to be better over the phone and digitizing our proposal process, kind of combining automation automation and coaching slash training for our sales executives. And we are poising ourselves for growth. We're using that extra revenue in our retail segment to grow. We, over the last year, in a crazy idea, we decided in the middle of a hard market that we would hire new sales executives and start down this path of trying to train up our own from the ground up, not hire away from someone else, but train a sales executive green into the industry and we partnered with a carrier to put them through producer development and marketer development. And we've spent dollars that we have been earning on an increased basis to do all this. And we are so much further ahead a year later than we would have been if we would have just kind of like clamped up and put that money aside. One of the things that I wouldn't do, and this is the temptation, the temptation is, is that, oh, I made more money. I should go spend more money on myself for I to put more money into my pocket. That is the temptation for small business owners that we have to avoid reinvest in our business when we have these opportunities to do so. When there's excess cash, let's go ahead and extend a little bit and look at growing our organization versus just hunkering down, so to speak, and putting some extra dollars in our pocket. Beyond what we're doing now, what are we planning on doing in the future with the additional revenue. We're going to continue to do what we've started. We're going to continue to expand on that. We are spreading our risk.
risk. We are growing our organization across multiple states. We are regionalizing. We are acquisition oriented. So we are looking at some acquisition opportunities because now we have some of that breathing room that maybe we didn't have four to five years ago. Being able to do that and leverage that additional cash or that additional revenue against maybe some small percentage of debt. The good thing about debt is you get to remain in control. You start giving equity away, uh, taking money for equity, taking on and splitting the pie, then you start having to answer different questions that you don't have to answer today. From a leadership standpoint, a small amount of debt, I'm okay with. I understand interest rates are up, so you're going to pay more for that debt. But the reality of it is, is that's still better than equity. And look, when I say that, I want to be really clear. I'm talking about 10, 15% debt to income ratio. I'm not talking about about highly leveraging yourself. Let's just be clear about when I say doing that. We're not talking about putting a second mortgage on your home in order to have dollars to invest in your agency. Exactly right. Definitely not advocating that. I am highly bullish. It's a little scary to say that with carriers still working through their profitability issues, but I feel like there's just a lot of historical trends that we can count on that we can go ahead and start preparing for coming out of the hard market and being prepared for growth. The thing about this industry is it just takes a long time to get the engine moving. And if we sit still and then we try to crank it back up again down the road, all indication that we're free and clear and safety is back in our pocket, then it's hard to get the engine going again. So you have to be willing to take this process in stride and do a little bit of risk taking before you come out of that cycle. If you don't, you're going to be sitting on your hands and you're going to be late to the party. It's really opportunistic. There's still a lot of baby boomers looking to retire. There's still a lot of opportunities to buy small agencies, small books of business. And and I think if you look around in your geographical area, you probably will find some. Now you've got some extra revenue you can leverage to help you make Make that acquisition if you've never done one before. It's a good way to grow if you get the books of business aligned, carriers are aligned. Those are good things. How do you not give in to the fear or listen to the chicken littles? Go back to the podcast about choose who you're listening to and listen to that. And we may need to even explain chicken littles to our to our newer listeners that did not grow up with this. The sky is falling, chicken little cartoon. I really struggle explaining this, I guess because I've realized listening to all the negative people in the world, because there's a lot of them, that it's just kind of like life's too short for all that negativity. I struggle with helping someone who's perpetually negative understand that they're just creating this problem for themselves and things are generally not as bad as they are thinking they are. Part of the problem with all of the chicken littles of the world right now is that they've never been in a hard market. And they thought that the world over the last 10 years was normal and that the world was going to always be as it was. That is the problem with listening to that group of people to them. The sky is falling. If you've never been in a hard market and you assumed that you were always going to have whatever carrier you needed, whenever you needed them, and they would write whatever you wanted them to write as much as you 
you wanted them to write and their profitability wasn't questionable and you just could go, go, go. Then when you enter a day like today and you realize that there are underwriting restrictions and people don't want to write in certain geographic areas and they don't want to grow at all, as a salesperson at heart, it is completely natural to freak out and go, I can't sell anything. I'm going to die. That's just not true. Most of us have books of business to manage that are increasing in revenue. And when I look at numbers from agents that tell me, oh my gosh, I'm going to die and I can't survive this. I don't have anything to sell. I turn around and look at their numbers and I go, you realize you're writing more business this year than you did last year. Oh, and by the way, last year you wrote more than you did the year before that. It's just this fear that they can't do what they've always done at the same level, but that doesn't mean that it's not still good. My analogy here is I'm a high school all-state player and I hit 480 in high school and I go and I play power five division one softball or baseball and all of a sudden I'm struggling to get above 250 and I think something's wrong. I start tinkering with stuff. I start doing stuff that I probably shouldn't do and in reality hitting about 280 at the power five level is pretty good. The superstars are hitting 350. That doesn't mean you are not good. It just means that something's changed. Okay, maybe you're not selling $250,000 a month in premium anymore. You're only selling $130,000. Well, that's not failing. $250 a month was elite. There's a lot of that chicken little process going on because they've been able to do this in this extraordinary marketplace for the last several years. And all of a sudden it's a little hard, but that doesn't mean it's not good for you in terms of where you're at and where you're going. A very brilliant man once said, attitude is a choice. And from a marketing perspective, if I had come to you three years ago with a product that said, I'm going to allow you to make more money with less customers, how many of our listeners would have bought it? 100%. You're going to make more money. You're going to have less customers. Who wouldn't want to buy that, right? Exactly. And strangely enough, that's what this hard market is providing. Now, I am not glossing over the fact that there is a customer experience challenge. There's a negativity that that is happening with some of our interactions with our customers. But when you're looking at it from the perspective of being an insurance agent first and an agency owner second, when you flip those, which is actually where we should be, agency owner first and producer second, you've been given the ultimate marketing tool. I actually had an agent say, this is why I left the captive system and went independent because I was tired of the carrier running off my customers that I worked so hard to build. At the same time that their agency book of business has grown 1.3 million over the last two years. I think it's the reaction to the moment of, I just lost an account. I just lost a customer. I've had that customer for four years. And look, I hate that. That sucks, stinks, whatever. I don't like losing customers either. But you also not only gained additional customers, potentially, or you kept even 
because you got some new business out of that process at a higher revenue per customer, more than likely because premiums are up. And now your revenue's up. And ultimately, in this particular agent's case, not only was his revenue up, his premium and his client base was up. He he had actually grown through the hard market. But it's just that moment of losing that customer that just makes you mad. And I think at the core of it is our competitive nature. We tend to jump on the bandwagon of fear really, really quickly instead of flipping over here with that optimistic view of, well, my revenue's up. What can I do to be better? I need to work on better right now, not wait because my revenue's up and I've got some extra dollars and I can reinvest this. It feels like part of what you just said was it's not personal. It's just business. And when a client leaves us, we have a tendency to take it personally because we care about our clients so much. But I think the flip side of that is that that's why we're good at what we do is because we do take it personally. We're worried that a client that has left for coverage that's not nearly as good just because it's cheaper, we're afraid of what's going to happen to that client. And we do take it personally. Yes. And ironically, one of our core values is the opposite of that, which is make it personal. And so it's very easy for our people to make that personal because it's a core value. I'm a Godfather fan, huge Godfather fan, but I actually love from the way business should be ran, not a crime boss, but a real legitimate business should be ran with the Meg Ryan version in You Got Mail of it's not personal to you, but it's personal to me. And I think there is a lot of truth to that. These relationships, we talk about relationships marketing. Well, if you're really good at relationship marketing, you're really good at building relationships. Well, then yes, you take it personal. And I think the answer to that for me is what am I putting in place to win that customer back? to stay in front of them, automation dripping in front of them, staying in front of them in a way that is not annoying. What am I doing so that when that happens, when I lose that account, I'm the first thing they think of when something doesn't go right with their new provider. We know about 95% chance that they took less coverage. In this market, we know that there's some coverage reduction, especially if we're an independent agency and they went over and went with a captive carrier. We know that there's probably some level of coverage reduction. Are we educating them on that? Did we get to have a conversation? Are we asking for a conversation? Not because we're a sore loser, but because we want to make sure we take care of them and we want to make sure that they have the best claims experience should they have a problem. That is where we should be investing. One of those places we should be investing those additional dollars is in in the process or workflow environment to help us win customers back that we do lose during these hard market cycles. From a marketing perspective, I have seen so many agents that are wanting to overload their customers with educational information on the hard market. They're wanting to send out drip campaigns. They're wanting to do social media campaigns of trying to explain what's going on with insurance rates. One of the reasons that I think it's not extremely effective is for one thing, people don't read. They just don't. 
don't. You would not read that if you were getting it from a different industry. And it's kind of a creating an excuses mindset when you're reading those types of things coming from other industries. So I do want to caution against that. I understand the thought process. The reason that I bring this up is that if you're watching any form of television right now, if you're seeing what State Farm is doing, if you're seeing Allstate, if you're seeing Liberty Mutual, they're not changing their ad models. They're continuing building their brand. They're continuing the idea of we're here to protect you. They're not going into this making excuses. So if organizations that have billions of dollars to invest in their marketing aren't changing their model, they're still building their brand, why are you changing yours? I don't love the excuse type thing going on. I know people are getting some feedback and in some cases it's positive feedback and to each his own there. But one of the things that I do love is staying on the offense. And I think that's what they're doing. They're sort of plowing their way through this. On one side, their product team is figuring out how to get successful, how to get profitable again. But their marketing team is like, okay, message on point, keep going, keep branding. The reality of it is, is that none of us in the independent agency world are holding some ridiculous market share in our local market. We're not controlling 80% of our local market. Now, if you happen to be that agent that owns 80% of their market, well, then maybe you're playing a ton of defense right now. But most of us are a tenth of a point of market share. We're not even 1% of market share in most of our markets. Most independent agencies that I'm talking about aren't. And so guess what? All this stuff, that you're saying is going on that you're getting sort of negative feelings about and you're having all these things trying to hang on to every single client and you're almost pleading with them, guess what? You need to go after the majority of the market share holders, which is generally still in personal lines insurance, the state farm, all state farmers, depending on where you're at, maybe a shelter or whatever. And so it is the mindset. I can almost create the question before I put that out there. But Shane, my carriers are are restricting writings. Some are. Maybe your favorite is, but all aren't. Maybe it's time that you you diversify your book a little bit. Maybe it's time that you get a little better at understanding carrier number four or five in the portfolio a little better uh, because carrier one and two have slowed down their writings. Own that independent agency badge and be aggressive and be offense minded, not giving up all the defense. I'm not asking you to get beat 82 to 74 on the football field, but I am asking you to try to score a little more points to to not just sit there and play defense only. The more you beg and the more desperate you seem, to me, that just puts us in that place that we want to get away from. And that's being equivalent to the used car salesman. And there's nothing wrong with used car salesmen. My family is famous for having used car salesmen as my relatives, but that's not who you want to be. A trusted advisor does not beg and make excuses. We still 
have our value and I understand the confidence factor. I understand the customers looking at the price and that is part of just saying we understand what you're going through, being sympathetic, empathizing with it. Like I get it, but you're going through the same thing as a customer. And maybe that's part of the self-development that you need to look at as an agent. If you're the type of consumer on things non-insurance, that's just like, oh, poor pitiful me or shopping price only. Well, then it might be coming out in your skill set as an agent. How are you approaching your own consumer experience on other things, whether it be your mortgage or your auto loan or your buying a vehicle, shopping in general? Are you still going to the same grocery store or did you move because you could get a little bit less over here? What what are you doing as a shopping behavior probably is going to come out in your skill set as a salesperson. There is that reality as well. If you're nickel and diamond your vendors, then you're probably going to be nickel and dimed and respond to that as an agent. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of CEO Gone Rogue here on IA Forward. If you have questions for us, we would love to answer them. Feel free to reach out to us on social media or at iaforward.com. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Co- Kobe Bryant. Turn every setback into a comeback. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.